0: Welcome, Joan, to the Introspect podcast. Um, So for our listeners, Joan Ranquet, is that pronounced correct? Yes, Mm -hmm. Um, is from Southern California. Uh, Three horses, three dogs and four cats. (laughs) Mm. Quite an ensemble there in the household. (laughs) That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So Joan is an animal, animal communicator and has been for over 30 years. She's a TEDx speaker, an educator, an animal guardian, and the author of the Emotional Freedom Technique for Animals and Their Humans, Creating a Harmonious Relationship Through Tapping. So I have had the pleasure of um, reading a good portion of your book, and it's super fascinating because... Everything that we do, uh, John and I at Introspect, is all around energy and emotions and what you are doing with animals is so in that space. And, you know, it's almost like that's the part that was forgotten, you know, through um, the vet here. And adding that, you know, as humans, we're a whole holistic being and animals are exactly the same. Um, so I just, yeah, this is an incredible topic. So, um, this is my cat, Indy, who is sitting in on this session. Um, she has had some intense skin problems herself for, um, over six months now. So, um, we'll get into that in a little bit, but what are some of the common mental health issues that you come across within animals?
1: Um, so a lot of what, um, uh, I mean, I think the, you know, the one that everybody knows about would be, um, like the, the anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, the other one would be, um, reactivity where, you know, they might be aggressive. Although I, I say that we've, we've rarely seen an aggressive animal. What we're seeing is reactivity. Um, and then, Um, I think one of the biggest ones that people don't recognize is grief. Mm. Um, That's a very big one. And um, some of the other ones would be, um, well, you know, rage or panic or trauma. Like if they have stored trauma in their their being, you know. So those are some of the main things that we see.
0: Right, yeah. So it's so interesting because this is exactly what we work on with humans, and you know, and I guess because uh, I truly believe that our animals are a reflection of their humans. Would you agree with that? Um, I hate to say it, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Okay, what what's your what's your take on that? They um, have their own unique.
1: They are their own unique being with their own unique soul that includes their mm-hmm. own wounding, healing, trajectory, karma, mission, purpose that has absolutely zero to do with us. Wow. And we get to share time with them, just yeah. as you do a husband or a wife or a child or a mother or a father.
0: Wow. Okay. So that their old saying, you know, that our that our um animal kind of reflects what's going on for us that it, it's not, not it's, a thing. New
1: age, it's new age cuckoo
0: right <laughs> okay it,
1: you know what it it sells a lot of great stuff in new age stores yeah but, it, <laughs> yeah. but no i mean i i think they have aspects that might reflect us or yeah. they have they and a situation might um mirror us but like i'm looking at you and i'm not seeing any giant skin inflammation
0: yeah well that's it's interesting that you say that because i have had skin issues (laughs) and that's why i was kind of like is she is she picking up on me but i actually feel like um i mean if this does come from anxiety maybe we have been experiencing similar things um but yeah Yeah,
1: Experiencing, I mean, you could be exposed to the same mold in a household, you all are going mm. through grief in a household, you all are going through this together, but mm. her reason for having the experience she's having is completely se- separate, she's autonomous, and yet you're in it together.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, cool. Um, So... Tell me about the um, the behaviors that we would look for in our animals, like if they are going through something that's distressing or to signify that maybe there is stored trauma within them.
1: So, I, I mean, I think some of the main behaviors that we all would recognize right off the bat would be,
0: you know, lethargy,
1: um, maybe kind of distancing themselves, or if they're really like, uh, digging or scratching or licking incessant licking or um uh just general destructive behavior um mm. and not wanting to do the things that they used to love to do mm.
0: yeah yeah and that's that's something that we've recognized in India is that she kind of stopped playing you know just like sleeping all the time um and and having that that incessant itching and scratching and uncomfortable, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not nice as as the human to watch on and even to go through the process with the vet because, I mean, we haven't even got to a point of managing it, let alone finding the root cause. Um, yeah, so it's it can be quite distressing for the humans too, right? Absolutely, and then
1: that compounds it. And then that's mm. where we often think, oh, they're mirroring us, but it's really they have their reason for what's going on. And then we're all in this together at that point.
0: Yeah, right. Oh, Amazing. So how did you get into this type of work? Like, did you start talking to animals when you were little? Or? <laughs> I mean, I think
1: I was always very connected with animals and I had horses and dogs and cats, um, but it was later on in my adult life i um my very young adult life i ended up with a horse and that horse was very much uh i always said she was my spiritual teacher and she was many things she was not just one thing but she really at the time i was learning mindfulness and just kind of being quiet and aware and um so when i would go to ride her or be with her And I had, um, if my mind veered from what we were doing together, she would, she would react. And so Mm -hmm. I started recognizing that I was not being mindful. So I always say she was my greatest mindfulness teacher. Um, uh, So anyway, I lost her and in a rather tragic way. And in that, but prior to that, I had used an animal communicator Mm -hmm. And I had loved how connected I felt with her. And so the next horse I had was, I didn't feel as connect. She's like going through your notes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't feel as connected with right off the bat, but ironically, I've had about 32 years, so we've stayed connected. But I used the Animal Communicator, and then I couldn't find the Animal Communicator. And I started taking classes, and that was that was it.
0: Wow. That was it. Yeah. So just thrust onto that life path, eh? Through, yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, I didn't know, but I didn't think that was my life path, right? Right. I thought, Bill, I was just learning it for fun, but it yeah. really took over my life.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, and so you work with a lot of vets and horse ranches, and um so we've we've attempted to do this podcast a couple of times and you've been called out on emergencies. So what uh like what's an example of an emergency that you would get called out on?
1: Oh, you know what? I had I had got a new horse. And my two, so at one point they didn't get along, and then they did get along, and my horse, the new one knows how to open gates and so oh. yeah he took off with my 36 year old horse and oh my like,
0: god
1: yeah so those are yeah I've had crazy couple of like about six weeks I've had him about six weeks I guess or eight, yeah anyway yeah. so it's been an adjustment he's adorable but it's wow. been an adjustment
0: yeah right and so do you work with them both like um communicate or tapping into what the new ones feeling coming into this new space, and what your your older horses feeling having this newbie come in? Absolutely, because
1: that's um, so. Yeah, I've done it, and then I have a school for people to learn how to become animal communicators, and oh. they can learn it for beginning or um, to become an animal communicator professionally. And so I've had all my advanced students talk to each horse about how they feel about the new herd um and it's so it's been amazing because it's very quickly come together it doesn't always work that way but it it has come together so it's great yeah yeah
0: so um with that like do you find that your students all get the same kind of messages from animals yeah yeah oh wow awesome yeah
1: yeah so it, it's been really fun because um, you know they all they all got that you know they were testing this new guy, but that they figured he'd be a good guy. I mean, and it's so funny because it's exactly what's gone on.
0: Yeah, right. And it's so similar to um, how humans would behave as well, right when when someone new um, comes into the tribe.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: and like my one horse
1: she's a cancer so she's still not so sure
0: um oh that's so cute (laughs) yeah um amazing okay so so let's talk about the emotional freedom technique so this is eft tapping Mm -hmm. um and yeah let's talk a little bit about the the ways in which you use this on the animals
1: okay so um For your listeners that don't know what EFT or emotional freedom technique is, it's technique of tapping on a series of acupressure points in a sequence. And those acupressure points are connected to meridians and those meridians are connected to organs and those organs are connected to in traditional Chinese medicine. They believe that each organ is connected to an emotion. So you're tapping into a whole emotional system, if you will, by tapping through these points. And in traditional Chinese medicine, if you look at the um, tapping or acupressure points or acupuncture points, some are for tonifying, you know, cleansing. Some are for stimulating, activating, and some are for calming. So this set of points is absolutely for calming and bringing the system, bringing the nervous system down. So the idea behind it, it came out of EMDR, if you know what that is, it's the eye movement thing where you you balance the left and right hemisphere because it's believed that often trauma can be stuck in one side of the brain. And so if it's not balanced, that's what kind of creates this um, you know, imbalance. So when we and in EMDR, or like EMDR, in both cases, you're telling a, a hard story, you know, mm-hmm. a challenging story, a story with a lot of um, emotion and maybe a lot of emotional charge. And while you're doing, in EMDR, you're doing rapid eye movement, but in um, EFT, you're tapping on these very calming acupressure points. And so even though you're telling this. Very tragic story, or this very traumatizing story, these points are starting to calm your system down. So you're telling a hard story with feel good points. Mm. And eventually it settles the nervous system. It helps regulate the system. And we aren't as triggered by it. We aren't going to forget the story, but we're not as triggered by it.
0: Yeah, amazing. Uh, Yeah, I have heard a little bit about FT Tapping, and I have done a little bit for myself, and it works Mm. quite quickly too, like it's, yeah, it's quite amazing, so um, yeah, I'm interested to try it on Indie and see if, so I did have a little trial run after I read your book and I created my script, um, and yeah, but I didn't I don't know i the, the communication part with her i struggled and it's interesting because i communicate with humans you know every day within the energy space but i feel into their energy whereas um for whatever reason i felt a little bit blocked with her so uh yeah that was kind of where i kind of got stuck do you find that with um that that's quite common for your clients yeah
1: that- It's very common. I mean, that's why animal communicators are so busy because people want to connect with their animals and they want to know. And, and what happens is we have our own agenda. We have our own like, Oh, I hope she likes this or I want Mm -hmm. her to be happy, you know? And so then we block what might really be going on. And, um, so then we can't get to the truth, and then we can't help them release that emotion.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wonder if because of the closeness, uh, like my stories are too entangled with her stories, <laughs> or you know, like yeah. I entangle my stuff with with her, and and as you say, like she's her own individual entity. So whatever I my stories are may have nothing to do with
1: her. <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's you know it definitely is um in the beginning it's best sometimes to just have an outside source you know come in and
0: and look at what's going on yeah amazing um cool okay so you also see in your book which i found quite funny um That you speak of animals not being unlike men that they seek safety sex and food very basic and simple
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah. safety food sex
0: yeah and i guess when we take the sex away when we you know um have their their um have them fixed um Mm -hmm. then it's all about safety and food and that's something that i've noticed with indy as well is that she's become more interested in just food Mm. you know like there's a bit of anxiety around food even you know like yeah wanting to eat more and more um all right well
1: let's let me find a pen because i'm going to make some notes yeah okay hold on i'm so sorry hold on
0: it's okay Um, how old is she um she will be I think she's about four yeah
1: and who else lives in the household
0: so uh my partner and i and then we have my partner's son noah who is with us half 50 of the time he's 12. and then we have had my two old boys as well so they're 15 and 19 but my 19 year old doesn't live with us anymore and my 15 year old is here sometimes and then with his father sometimes. So um, yeah, so the main core group of the house is John, myself and Noah.
1: Okay, and how long have you had her?
0: We've had her about, so she would have been around about four months old when she arrived. So she adopted us. She just popped into our backyard one day and I actually heard run through my mind when she popped up because i was like oh hello and she was like she looked around and she was like yep this is this is the place and i and i heard that in my mind i was like um what (laughs) and she's been with us ever since so yeah so she's been with us for around about three and a half years and so no other animals no no, we used to have a dog, but he passed away just before she arrived. He passed away about six months before she arrived.
1: Okay, I'm going to get quiet for a moment and connect mm-hmm. with her. Okay, so um, the first thing she said is that she knows she's gorgeous. Um, <laughs>
0: Oh, that's so awesome because we tell her every day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she knows she is. And she's a beautiful soul um, and she has a very bright spirit. Um, She says she does her own style of healing and that there are, um, there are sometimes there. Does she come into the room with you at all, or is she in the other
0: room? She never comes comes into the room when we heal, but quite often she'll run straight up to, especially John, after he's done a session with someone, and, um, yeah, she does. Or if we're relaxing in the evening and we've been healing people all day, she'll come up and she'll either be on one of us and just, like, right on our chest.
1: Because it feels like she's there to heal you guys, not the people you're working on.
0: Right. um,
1: She said that, um, that you love her energy and that you feel very connected to her. Um, she says she's very smart. She's funny. She can also entertain. She said, and I don't know, she says she dances. Like she's got some little way of, um, moving through the house. That's very cute. Um, and she loves to be in the healing. It feels like she really loves, loves that. Um. It feels like she's very
0: <laughs> she's like, Oh yeah, look at me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um she loves that the when when your whole family is together and good, she thinks it's great. But it's she said, so I I, I don't know if this is true, but about a year and a half ago, it feels like something really shifted in the household for you and and somewhat John but mostly for you and that she really um or maybe it was for both of you but that John was okay with it but she could see that you were internally struggling were you internally struggling with something a year and a half ago
0: yeah I guess um like my boys are getting to that age where they're becoming independent and like as I said my oldest boy has has moved out and yeah that's been it has been quite a time (laughs) obviously there's emotion there for me
1: yeah and she said that what happens is there's so many ways she can help you and in that way she couldn't help you and it she's very much a perfectionist and wants to do the right thing and so it's sort of like a little volcano in her that she can't help you Mm. And so she said, um, yeah, that you're really regrouping. And so I I think that the main thing I would tell her is that uh, thank you so much for trying to help me. But I this is people stuff that, you know, it's sad, but you don't have to take this on.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, because it is, it's like, it's, it's another one of these life transitions, you know, when our kids grow up and, and move out of home and um, it's, it takes a lot of adjusting. I've also been adjusting with, you know, teenage stuff, <laughs> um, which has been, yeah, yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't realize that um, there was a, maybe a sense of helplessness for her that, you know, she can't help me with that.
1: Yeah, because she's very much um, an emotional sponge, and mm. is a healer, and is so the if that one up. <laughs> and you Don't feel like you can do a good job. No, that would be upsetting.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I potentially have felt I have felt a similar thing with my teenagers because you know like more so around like they don't need my help anymore you know right. as a mum and um and that was kind of where I'd gotten to with my script that um there was a sense of helplessness as a mother so maybe yeah she feels that sense of helplessness without with not being able to help me yeah hmm. Um, and she I mean she is an amazing healer and we 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 know that and we try to tell her, you know, like we try to not hug her until we've cleared ourselves after our sessions. Um but yeah, so everything that you've said, it does sound like her. And she does um do, yeah, she's a funny the way that she plays is quite entertaining.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it's got this little move
0: yeah she she actually hasn't done that for a long time like with the skin stuff but she used to sit outside or we would sit outside and she would just throw herself around on the grass <laughs> so it would be beautiful to see her dancing again
1: yes well we do a little tapping
0: yeah yeah so whereabouts am i tapping
1: yeah. okay so um let's see i'll show you Um,
0: Cool. So the inside of the eye, the outside of the eye, below the eye. I'll
1: I'll call it out while we go. Okay. So, all right, let's just start with the inside of the eye.
0: Is she going to let me do this?
1: And, and I'll say, I'll say the script. So you repeat after me. I feel helpless.
0: I feel helpless.
1: Outside. Of the I feel helpless.
0: I feel helpless.
1: Under the eye. I feel like I'm going to explode.
0: I feel like I'm going to explode.
1: Top of the nose. I can't help her.
0: I can't help
1: under the chin so many changes
0: so many changes
1: inside the chest i can't help her
0: i can't help her
1: top of the head and i've helped her in every other way
0: and i've helped her in every other way
1: inside the eye so sad
0: i feel sad
1: outside the eye
0: oh i missed that
1: I am so sad. I'm so sad. I am so sad. I am so sad. I am so sad. Top of the nose. It's just so hard. It's just so hard. Under the chin. I feel helpless.
0: I feel helpless.
1: Inside the chest. I want to help.
0: I want to help.
1: Top of the head. That's my job. It's my job. Inside the eye. But she seems to know what to do.
0: She seems to know what to do.
1: Outside the eye. So I'm gonna let this go.
0: So I'm gonna let this go.
1: Under the eye. I'm gonna go back to just being a really fun cat.
0: I'm gonna go back to being a really fun cat.
1: Top of the nose. I'm gonna be expressive
0: i'm gonna be expressive
1: under the chin i am calm
0: I am calm
1: in the side of the chest i know i'm doing my job i
0: know i'm doing my job
1: top of the head now i'm gonna let this all go
0: and i'm gonna let this all go
1: okay let's let her go for a minute yeah and there she's shaking it oh yeah and is she looking and doing it all
0: She's her ta- her tail's going.
1: How you feeling, baby?
0: How you feeling? Mm. I'm getting what I normally get when energy releases as well, like a burping. Yeah. so do they quite often squirm like that
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah not always but yeah and so I wanted her to like to be able to feel the freedom of releasing it yeah Mm. Mm. she's something yeah but that's it really it's going to settle if you will
0: yeah beautiful and so would would it be helpful for me to do that sequence again
1: yeah and maybe even more about yeah um and see if the feel into it like has anything changed is there anything I need to add to it yep yep
0: um But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like the script is quite, it's quite simple, really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, And really, it's just about her being allowed to be a cat.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And enjoy life. And we have said that to her before, you know, like, we're like, we don't need you, you know, you don't have to take any of this energy off us or, um, you know, like, just be a cat. So I I will, I will do it again, maybe when she's a bit more relaxed, you know, like in the evening and Mm -hmm. use that time to do it when she's not so, because she's locked in this room as well. She's probably like,
1: (laughs) yeah, no, that was good. I mean, that was a great little, a little round. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And um, it'll be interesting to see how she gets on as we move forward.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I hope it's uh, great news. Hmm.
0: Yeah, totally, I will let you know. Um, so if people would like to um, you know, use this on their animals, what's the best way for them to find your book? Like we will put stuff in the show notes um, on how to get in touch with you or how to um, buy your book your socials and all that. We'll put all the links below. Uh is your book readily available on Amazon?
1: Yeah, on all of the places where people buy books.
0: Yeah. Cool. Have you just read have you sorry, have you just written the one book?
1: No, I have um two others. I have one, mm-hmm. Communication with All Life, and it's um published by Hay House. And oh, in my beautiful. second um Energy Healing for Animals, it was published by Sounds True
0: amazing what a fantastic career like so unique um i'm sure that you're a very sought-after woman
1: i'm pretty busy yeah yeah (laughs) but it's fun yeah
0: yeah yeah i bet going to work is um incredibly enjoyable for you and so rewarding to see the results i'm sure
1: absolutely it's um yeah, it's very rewarding. And now, you know, with the school, I love that anything that I do is multiplied by a thousand, right? Like the more that I have students graduate and out yeah. there working, that's that many more animals that are being helped. And totally. people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting because John and I had this discussion like around, you know, we know that when we've taken you to the vet, that the vet, you know, is trying with what they've got but it's like this element is missing from from that medical system and it's really similar to the human medical system where you know the the emotional and spiritual part of us has been really you know overlooked and, and that's the part that kind of you know that's the puzzle piece that's missing and yeah like when um when your lady got in touch with us and the timing was just uncanny as well, with what we had been going through with Indy, And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. I didn't even know that there were people like you out there. So I'm so yeah. grateful. Yeah. <laughs> it's just incredible. Um, so thank you for all the amazing work that you do and and guarding these animals in, in our world, because they are, you know, they're incredible for us humans. They really do help us.
1: Absolutely, we are Mm. so lucky,
0: Mm. and they're lucky when they find like,
1: you know, when they land in the backyard. And isn't it funny that she landed in your backyard and you heard her communicate then, but it's almost like it's gone away. Yeah. Now you get to open it back up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, and I was actually quite taken aback in that moment because I wasn't actually practicing energy healing then. It was when John was just starting out, and uh, yeah, I was just like, what the hell just happened? And, you know, my <laughs> mum, my mum actually said to me, because she's a big cat person, and she was like, oh, yeah, like, cats talk to you all the time. <laughs> and, you know, I'd always been a dog person, so it was very new for me, and she's definitely made me just fall head over heels for cats. <laughs> yeah, they're worth falling in love with. Mm, they most definitely are. Um Wow, that's beautiful. So is there anything that you would like to tell us about what you do? Anything that we haven't talked about?
1: Um, I take people on wildlife trips. So if oh. you get, yeah, so we have um, trips coming up in 2024 and 2025, already starting to see the future in the world.
0: Wow. So what do they look like, these trips?
1: Um I'm going to Zimbabwe in about five weeks, and that will be, um, you know, seeing lions, mostly elephants. There's a lot of elephants in Zimbabwe, rhinos and hippopotamus and crocodiles and leopard, zebra, all of it.
0: Wow. Have you communicated with these types of animals before? Um, Sometimes in sanctuaries I
1: have. I mean... In the wild, just like, you know, if I go to the grocery store, I don't try to zone in on people, you know, buying their um, produce. But (laughs) um, but, um, I definitely, yeah, we've done, I've done some trips that were just that, like to the White Lions or things like Mm. that.
0: Wow. Oh, my goodness. What an incredible life. Just amazing. Thank you. Um. Can I ask one question, this is for my own personal, <laughs> yeah. um, just wanting to know. So if somebody has a fear of an animal, is that like, where does that stem from? Is it, is it really to do with the animal or is it more to do with the human?
1: Oops, I've got a fly that I'm oh. trying to, um,
0: <laughs> I live with horses and sometimes with horses come
1: flies, um, Yeah. so, um, I would say that, you know, they could have had something happen in their childhood. It could have been a past life thing. Um, It could be epigenetic, right? They could have um, gotten it in the womb from their mother or picked it up from their father. So, you know, it just, it it depends. I had... um, a fear of birds, but I was—I don't anymore. I Overcame mm-hmm. it through this work, but I had as a kid, I had been um, not attacked, but a number of chickens came at me all at once, and mm-hmm. I, it terrified me. Right, so then I mm-hmm. transferred that to birds, and then I really, I really had to work through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think that do you have a fear of an animal?
0: um so it's interesting that you bring up the birds because i actually got um i got attacked from by a one of the really big seagulls that we have over here and um it was on like i was on a mountainside and um it started swooping down and you know going for me and i knew that it was protecting it's that it must have had a nest somewhere close and it was obviously protecting the nest um but after that i became really really like scared of of seagulls in particular um and I did I was able to overcome that uh but I have just had I had an incident with a dog just recently like a big dog where it kind of came up to me and started sniffing me and I asked the owner if he could just call his dog because it was freaking me out a little bit just the size of it and everything and then yeah and then I just had this this reaction of like just bursting out crying and like Feeling really anxious, and it was kind of like, "Wow, like, is this a dog? Is this a dog fear, or is this some anxiety that's from something else?"
1: Well, you may have been picking up on what was going on with the dog.
0: Mm. Right. True. You yeah, know, I didn't think. Yeah, I thought it was all me. <laughs>
1: it, uh, it may have very well been. Oops, may have very well been the dog and. Um, the dog maybe sensed your fear and that triggered something in the dog that, you know, I mean, you, the, I don't think that's random.
0: Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's, um. yeah. And then the other thing for me is that I, I am a little bit scared of horses and I think it's their size that kind of freaks me out a little bit. So um, I would love to spend more time with horses, but yeah, there's this fear of just their, the just their, she size
1: yeah, um they are so again they are fight or flight so they are aware of fear and you may also be picking up on their their uh not they're not anxious by nature but they're uh discerning mm
0: interesting okay so so they're yeah the nervous system so they are a nervous system animal that wow okay
1: so it's interesting when you start looking at it from that perspective because if you can drop into more of a neutral sense and then just be with that animal
0: Mm. Hmm. And would you recommend um, horses, you know, like when you get your students to uh, communicate with animals, is it mainly horses that you work with your students?
1: I work with everything, yeah. Yeah. And we do a lot in, you know, I do a lot on Zoom. Uh, Every week we have a class, um, if you're in my program, but we have beginning classes, we have advanced. And so when people come here, they get to work with my horses, but they don't, uh, if people are afraid of horses then it's funny I have a handyman here right now because of have a big nine day workshop starting next Friday and so we're putting up some areas where people that are afraid of horses can be safely
0: wow wow yeah, yeah and I guess though through doing this work they will move through that fear yeah yeah Oh, that's incredible. Wow. Um, Well, thank you so much. Like, it's been amazing talking to you and learning about what you do. And so, um, Joan Ranquette, is that how you pronounce it?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, so Animal Communicator, emotion, Emotional Freedom Technique, Tapping for Animals and the Humans. Um, we will, I'll put all of the uh, ways in which people can get in touch with you, with your, um, your workshops, with your courses, with your wildlife um, things coming up as well. And of course, your book, which is amazing. And your book's in the background there, is it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. all three of them There's oh amazing
1: the second one and then the third one
0: cool yeah so um if anybody is out there listening that has an animal that maybe has a strange behavior um then this is the lady and get the book have a read and yeah and i will absolutely get in touch with you and let you know how indy gets on yeah.
1: Love to hear
0: yeah you
1: know it's just Hopefully, each time you tap toward the end of it, just like, I'm calm. I've got this. I'm relaxed. We're just going to calm that system down. Almost like we're imagining that we're cooling her down from the inside out.
0: Right. Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Yeah, you're an amazing woman, and this world is very blessed to have you in it.
1: Thank you. And you as well. Mm,
0: Thank. Thank you. Cool. Well, I will be in touch.
1: Okay. Thank you.
0: Amazing. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye. Bye.